Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 13. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, all-wise God, we come to you asking for your wisdom, understanding. We want the truth. We pray that we would love the truth, that you would give us your truth as we read and study your word. We ask that we could understand the wisdom that Jesus was giving, that we would be willing to puzzle over these things and work through them to know you. We ask this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 13. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and large crowds gathered close around him, so that he got into a boat to sit down, and all the crowd was standing on the shore. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and while he was sowing, some seed fell on the side of the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Another seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up at once, because it did not have any depth of soil, but when the sun rose it was scorched, and because it did not have enough root it withered. Another seed fell among the thorn plants, and the thorn plants came up and choked it. But other seed fell on the good soil and produced grain, this one a hundred times as much, and this one sixty, and this one thirty. The one who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came up and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to these people it has not been granted. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. For this reason I speak to them in parables, because seeing, they do not see, and hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. And with reference to them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, You will listen carefully and will never understand, and you will look closely and will never perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and with their ears they hear with difficulty, and they have shut their eyes, so that they would not see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. But your eyes are blessed, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. You, therefore, listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is what was sown on the side of the path. And what was sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he does not have a root in himself, but lasts only a little while, and when affliction or persecution happens because of the word, immediately he falls away. And what was sown into the thorn plants, this is the one who hears the word, and the anxiety of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unproductive. But what was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, this one a hundred times as much, and this one sixty, and this one thirty. He put before them another parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. 
But while his people were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed darnel in the midst of the wheat and went away. So when the wheat sprouted and yielded grain, then the darnel appeared also. So the slaves of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have darnel? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest when you gather the darnel you uproot the wheat together with it. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the season of the harvest I will tell the reapers, First gather the darnel and tie it into bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my storehouse. He put before them another parable, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is larger than the garden herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the sky come and nest in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and put into three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowds in parables, and he was saying nothing to them without a parable in order that what was spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled, who said, I will open my mouth in parables. I will proclaim what has been hidden since the creation. Then he left the crowds and came into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain the parable of the darnel in the field to us. So he answered and said, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man, and the field is the world, and the good seed, these are the sons of the kingdom, but the darnel are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Thus, just as the darnel is gathered and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all the causes of sin and those who do lawless deeds, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The one who has ears, let him hear. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field that a man found and concealed, and in his joy he goes and sells everything that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls, and when he found one very valuable pearl, he went and sold everything that he possessed and purchased it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind, which, when it was filled, they pulled ashore and sat down and collected the good fish into containers, but the bad they threw out. Thus, it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the evil from among the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, For this reason, every scribe who has been trained in the kingdom of heaven is like the master of the house who brings out of his storeroom new things and old things. And it happened that when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And he came to his hometown and began to teach them in their synagogue, so that they were amazed and said, From where did this man get this wisdom and these miracles? Is not this one the son of the carpenter? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, and Joseph, and Simon, and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? From where did this man get all these things? And they were offended by him. 
But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown and in his own household. And he did not perform many miracles in that place because of their unbelief. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. This is the third speech or discourse in the book of Matthew. And there's five of them. So we're moving right along through these discourses. He intersperses some action and then the discourse. In this speech, he's helping to explain the different reactions that we've seen Jesus draw from his hearers. So some people are believing him and others are not. And we say, why is that? And he gives us the answer in parables. Parables are stories that require some thought to understand, that we can't just get the surface meaning because the surface meaning is just a story, but he has a deeper meaning that we have to think about and consider. Some of these he's going to explain, and some we're left to think about, to figure out on our own. Jesus said, the one who has ears, let him hear. And he says, for whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. So he's telling us this is going to require some effort, and if we just try to just get an answer really quick, we might get the wrong answer and walk away without knowledge. He starts out with the parable of the sower, showing us that different ground is different. The seed is the same, but only one type of ground produces fruit, and what Jesus wants is fruit. Again, the weeds in the wheat, they look the same, but only one brings fruit. And so you have to wait to the end to see the fruit. He tells the parable of the mustard seed, the yeast. He tells the parable of the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price, where the man got rid of everything he had just to get this one thing. One thing mattered. And then he tells the parable of the dragnet, fish of every kind, but only the good fish are kept. They throw away the bad ones and burn them up. And then at the end, he tells this, what I would say, a mini parable, the new and old things. The scribe who is now in the kingdom, he brings out of his treasures new things and old things. And I think the understanding of that one would be he says, when you understand the kingdom, then you can go back to all the things of the Old Testament and you can put these things together and it's just so much richer than you just had before. We need to understand both the Old Testament and the New Testament to have these treasures that God wants for us. And then at the end it says in verse 53, and it happened that when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And so that's kind of a key word that tells us that this was one of the discourses in the book of Matthew. And now for a deeper dive. Understanding parables is hard. Some of them we have explained to us, but others we're left to understand ourselves. And it's going to take effort. Most people will suggest that the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast are talking about the explosive growth of God's kingdom, that it starts small, then it becomes huge. And that may be right, but we need to think about it. 
that would mean that they're making a different point than the other parables in this chapter. Which is possible, but it's worth thinking about. These parables were put together in this speech. Were they supposed to be saying the same thing, or are they telling us different things? Also consider, yeast means something bad in pretty much every other place in the Bible. So, if we're calling the kingdom yeast here, this is the one time in the Bible when yeast is used to represent good. Consider 1 Corinthians 5.6. Paul says, Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven, in order that you may be a new batch of dough, just as you are unleavened. For Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. So then, let us celebrate the feast not with the old leaven, or with the leaven of wickedness and sinfulness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Most people will tell you that the treasure in the field and the pearl of great price are talking about how we need to value God's kingdom. And that is certainly true, that we need to place the highest value on God's kingdom and be willing to give up anything for it. But in the context, it could also explain God's effort to get us. Why is he willing to put up with so many wicked people? Because he wants that fruit, and he's willing to put up with the weeds and the plants that don't bear fruit just to get at that one good fruit-bearing plant that he really wants. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.